Hail and well met. Welcome back to another episode of Self-Evident. I'm Kenna Rose, and with me today is... Eliana. And it's just us today, unfortunately, but we are talking about a topic we are very, very excited about. Entertainment. And I know that's really broad, but don't worry. We are kind of going to focus on, on some certain things, and we'll let you know about those in a little bit. Absolutely. And I know that this is a subject that Kenna has specifically researched extensively as she's done um, a few speeches on this. And she's actually also recorded some videos on this, which you can find on IFI's YouTube channel. And we'll put a link for that in the description. But they're very great videos, and I suggest you check them out. <laughs> Thanks. So just to break down this episode for you a little bit, some of the things that we're going to be going over are why it's important, how it affects you and those around you, propaganda and spiritual warfare related to the world of entertainment, as well as what are some good examples of entertainment. And that's this part I'm really excited about. I really like talking about good entertainment, but we find this topic just so important because the average person spends an insane amount of time on entertainment. It has become such a huge part of culture. It would be really hard to find someone who has never once in their life read a book, listened to music, watched a movie or a TV show, played a video game, scrolled through social media, or participated in one of the many, many countless forms of entertainment that we have. So it's everywhere, and it's hard to avoid. And everything we watch or listen to or read has a message that it's trying to get across. And as Christians... We know that we're supposed to keep our hearts pure. So how best can we operate or work with our entertainment or choose what we watch that'll keep our hearts pure? Absolutely. And I think that this is especially important when we are essentially living in a post-Christian America. I mean, we no longer have uh, people around us to kind of filter out, help filter out the bad from the good. And obviously that's not what we should be doing, but no longer... Do we have as much Christian leaders and things that are there helping us? The very moral fabric of society has kind of shifted and that follows along with entertainment, which has always been, especially movies, very, very progressive and liberal in general. Absolutely. And we know currently that much of the entertainment industry is very much in the hands of those who seek to destroy those who hate Christians. Exactly. And seek to destroy, like Ellie said. So <laughs> that's kind of why we wanted to talk about what entertainment is, why it's important, spiritual warfare and stuff. So I think the next point we kind of want to get at is how entertainment affects you. And we'll be going into some detail here. Absolutely. Another reason why it's just so important to watch your entertainment is because as Christians, we should work hard to keep our hearts with all vigilance, for from it flows the springs of life. And this comes from Proverbs 4.23. Often our hearts are wicked and they desire things away from the Lord. And we are naturally inclined to that as being fleshly, earthly creatures. And this is why it's so important to guard and to keep your heart. Because, as previously mentioned, from it flows the springs of life, everything you do. Entertainment and all sorts of entertainment, there's no question that it affects us, right? And we see that in the ways where we interact with each other and in the thoughts that we have and the things that we lean towards and the ways that we really crave entertainment. 
And so one thing that I've learned and I think is extremely cool is that it's not only our emotional, spiritual side that gets affected by entertainment, but it's actually our physical selves too. Uh, So our thoughts physically control the neural pathways in our brain, which I think is just incredibly cool. According to Jeannie Fulbright, and she's the author of Apologia Science Books, which are a very common homeschool curriculum and just incredibly good science books. Uh, that I do agree with that. Absolutely. We did them growing up, and yeah, we learned so much, right? And so she says, If you continue to learn about God and pray to Him, you will form new neural pathways that will lead to transformed thinking and a transformed life. Your thoughts physically change the chemistry of your brain. And that chemistry of your brain relates to how you're doing other things. So if you're filling your head constantly with things that are not of God, you will be creating these neural pathways and these connections in your brain that will lead to unhealthy thinking and unhealthy behaviors. And a neural pathway is kind of like a sort of path in your brain that gets established if you do something or think something over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So think of it kind of like walking through a field of tall grass. Before you walk through this field, the grass is tall, untrampled, kind of there, and you can't really figure out how to get through. You're going to have to forge a path. Creating a neural pathway is like forging a path through the grass. The first time you go through it, it's really hard. You have to put the grass down, push the grass down as you walk through. Bring out your machete. (laughs) Exactly. And if you only walk through it once, that grass will eventually spring up and the field will look the same. But if you keep traveling down that same path, eventually you'll have created a bit of a road through that grassy field. Creating a neural pathway works kind of the same way. Exactly. When we ruminate over the same subject, we will tend to believe it. Similarly, if you constantly are listening to happy or sad music, for example, it can influence your perception of the world. And so if you're constantly listening to sad music, hearing sad stories, watching sad movies, then Turns out, most likely, you will be sad as what we put in ourselves affects us. The same goes for other emotions, such as anger. If you watch things that are really angry, such as the news, Mm -hmm. or such as movies that just inspire a lot of anger, you're more likely to have and act out in anger. Exactly. This actually works for fear as well. Did you know it's scientifically been proven that your body's response to a horror movie is about the same as your body's response to an actual frightening situation. So if you fill yourself with a lot of frightening stories, you are going to naturally be scared and be looking for something in every dark corner. Absolutely. A couple other ways we find that entertainment actually affects you as a person is that, for example, it can encourage you to sin or kind of cause you to think less of sin or be desensitized to it. So think of it kind of like this. I'll use swearing as an example. If your entertainment has a lot of swearing in it and it's treated as just normal or good, you're going to end up becoming desensitized to it. You're going to find yourself thinking those words more. You're going to find yourself maybe even accidentally doing it. Or saying them and it sets the line for you so much farther forward than even you would want. Right. So if if the if you're constantly seeing or hearing sin, it helps to deaden your mind to it, which isn't something as Christians that we want to be deadened to. We want to 
be wary of sinning. We don't want to sin. Exactly. Actually, another really interesting thing that entertainment does is it can affect your whole attitude. And those around you, actually. Exactly. And those around you. So actually, this is kind of a funny example. But how many of you grew up watching Disney Channel movies? What was the most common thing in each of those movies? The main character was so rude. I mean, I watched a Disney Channel movie for the first time, I think, two years ago. And I was just kind of shocked because the character was, like, insulting her sister, insulting her parents, complaining about everything, talking about how the world was just awful and she wasn't getting what she wanted. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess it explains why people think teenagers have that stereotype of being, of having such an attitude because so many of them grew up watching Disney movies where the characters had attitude. Exactly. A sassy attitude makes for a great, uh, entertaining show, but in real life, it's not as fun, especially when you are the receiver of that. And so people mimic what they see. We know, as it says in the Bible, bad company ruins good morals. And this is really, really true. And it's not only for the company you keep around you, but it's for the other things you keep around you, including entertainment. Mm -hmm. When you're watching people act a certain way, you will end up acting that certain way. I know I've experienced where I've watched a movie and then after the movie's over, I for some reason can't stop talking like the main character. Yes. And I think that that's a pretty common occurrence. I think so too. And it's especially noticeable if you look at little kids after they've watched a movie. They will pick up and copy their favorite characters from that movie for hours and hours and days. Exactly. And And then you tell them to stop singing Let It Go. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And also, not only in movies, but in books and even in the realm of music, a lot of today's entertainment is based off of the love of self. And so books are based off of the love of self. Music is... um, movies, social media, everything is based off of the love of self. Even the love songs and the romance and all of that is all about, I want this or this will make me happy. And this is an extremely selfish view to have. But this isn't only a Christian view that selfishness makes you less less happy. Happiness is in fact often linked to serving others And while this won't provide the true joy that is only found in Jesus, it will definitely make people feel better. Because we're sort of, well, we're emulating him when we serve. Exactly. In fact, Time Magazine, it literally acknowledged this. Um, It had an article that said, helping others just may be the secret to living a life that is not only happier, but also healthier, wealthier, more productive, and meaningful. And so... Turns out following God's laws works. Absolutely. Who knew? (laughs) Right? When we consume entertainment that is god focused it actually helps us to serve be happier be more productive and have a more meaningful life romans 8 6 through 8 says for to set the mind on the flesh is death but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace for the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to god for it does not submit to god's law indeed it cannot those who are in the flesh cannot please god not only is harmful media damaging to us but it is actually used as a weapon and as a tool against Christians and against um, those that are more susceptible to learning these things. And in fact, secular and um, things with non-Christian values and things that don't follow along with God are used 
by the devil to try to tear away people from God. Second Corinthians ten three through six says, For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Part of that spiritual battle, if you caught it, is with arguments and lofty opinions, which are ideas and thoughts, ideologies. We aren't waging war according to the flesh. We're waging war... We're waging a spiritual war. Satan knows entertainment is influential, so he uses it to promote those lofty opinions, arguments, and ideologies contrary to God's design. And entertainment is a very easy way for him to do this because these ideologies and ideas are wrapped up in the guise of storytelling. It's an incredibly active battle because when something bad is presented as something good, that can change the way you think of it. And oftentimes, this is done subtly, but intentionally. First with a wink or a nod at something sinful, but then that'll grow once people have gotten used to that. And we've actually seen that already with certain things in our culture, such as gay marriage. When that debate was first becoming a thing, it would be snuck into movies and TV shows with just a wink or a nod or a side comment, but then it started to grow. And now it's in movies all the time and they're just trying to normalize it as something that happened. Oftentimes they'll try to influence you by making their ideologies make you feel an emotion. It's easier to get you to believe something or to be more open to thinking something is okay if you cry about it because it's really sad and touches your heart or if you find it really funny. Exactly. And one of my favorite songs is called Slow Fade by Casting Crowns and I'm sure many of you have heard it, but basically the chorus goes, it's a slow fade when you give yourself away. It's a slow fade when black and white turn to gray. Thoughts invade, choices are made. The price will be paid when you give yourself away. People never crumble in a day. And I think it's very true, and I think it's true for countries too. Countries never crumble in a day. They crumble by the black and white slowly turning to gray, the thoughts invading, these things being snuck into our own entertainment and really the propaganda that goes along with it. I mean, there's a reason that, I mean, there's a reason that our government wants to control their media. There's a reason why political parties are trying to control the media. There's a reason why totalitarian states and dictators control the media and the entertainment of their country. Because stories are very powerful. They portray ideas and themes and thoughts so much easier and so much and oftentimes better than just an academic paper. It's more palatable. People can understand things better in a story. I mean, Jesus taught in parables. Stories are very, very powerful. And just an example of an organization that knows the power of entertainment and is using the power of entertainment is one company that has been a part of almost everybody's childhood. Disney. Disney World. And or the or Walt Disney Company. <laughs> I guess it's technically the Walt Disney Company. For you California people. <laughs> but Disney is one company that knows this power of entertainment and uses it to try to change hearts and minds. 
I don't know if any of you remember the controversy with Florida over the parental rights and education law, which a lot of people inappropriately named the don't say gay law to try and make it sound worse than it is. Which that within and of itself was propaganda. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But what the law did was it protected children in kindergarten through third grade from being exposed to wildly inappropriate material in their schools. And the controversy was a lot of Disney employees were mad at Disney's then-CEO Bob Shapek for not coming out and condemning the law. And Bob Shapek released a statement to his employees on why he didn't condemn the law. And he said, I believe the best way for a company to bring about lasting change is through the inspiring content we produce. We are telling important stories, raising voices, and I believe changing hearts and minds. I firmly believe that our ability to tell such stories and have them received with open eyes, ears, and hearts would be diminished if our company were to become a political football in any debate. I mean, you just listen to that, and that is a a very shocking quote that says the the quiet part out loud. He knew the power that was in his hands as the CEO of the Walt Disney Company, and more than that, he knew the power that was in the hands of those that were under him, and that, honestly... They're really training up a new generation. And the things that they put in their movies, their entertainment, what we see and what we watch, is really going to affect what's going to happen next. Yes. I mean, Disney eventually kowtowed to the pressure and did release a statement condemning the law and what they feared would happen, right? People are way more suspicious of Disney now. Disney's been losing money. For a while, their stock was steadily dropping. I haven't looked at it in a while, but... Walt Disney himself and Ronald Reagan knew the power that movie making and stories had. When they were both in Hollywood, they joined an anti-communist group because they could see communists infiltrating Hollywood and trying to spread their ideas through stories. And so they were trying to combat that. It has completely changed now to where the... especially Hollywood, but the entertainment industry is fully taken over by people with very worldly, very unbiblical worldviews. Though I guess it really shouldn't be surprising to us as Christians when companies who aren't Christian go downhill. I mean, they're of the world. They don't belong to Christ. There's no reason for them to stick to the morals given to us in the scriptures. So now let's move on to some ideas of what good entertainment is. We've talked a lot about why you need to be on guard against what you put into your mind and heart and some reasons why. So now let's kind of talk about what good entertainment is to give you some practical tools to discern what you put into your mind. Exactly. And I know that we've gone through a lot of the negative sides of entertainment and how entertainment affects us um, in ways that are not great. And so we wanted to take a moment to kind of go over some of the ways that entertainment can affect us positively, because that's true. God gave us entertainment. He gave us music. He gave us um, the ability to tell stories. Books, exactly. He gave us all of these things, and they are good things. And often they reflect his creativity and his, and even a little glimpse of his perfect design. Tolkien, the author of Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, had this idea that we humans are made in the image of God, and we know that from scripture. 
And we know that one of God's attributes is he is a creator. And he is a creative creator. I mean, just look at this world we live in. Absolutely. And Everything that we design is only a tiny little uh, picture of what he's already created. Exactly. And so I heard this first from Tolkien, though I know he's not the only one who's said this, but the ability of us human beings to create stories and movies and art and music is us reflecting God's image by being mini creators of all of these little things. God created the world, and since we're made in his image, we create stories. So to start off, I do want to just say that standards kind of differ slightly depending on the form of entertainment you're consuming. I mean, the standards for a book you're reading might be different than the standards for a movie. Exactly. And this is also very uh, personal-based. A movie might affect somebody more than a book affects another person. Music affects me a ton. Music might not affect you as much when perhaps books just completely change everything you're thinking. Right, and so a lot of this is a conscience issue under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Exactly, praying for discernment. Exactly, but there are a few general guidelines we can kind of look at when we're trying to figure out, well, what is good entertainment? What do I want to be putting into myself? Exactly, and I think the first big one is, ultimately, does it honor God? Is what you're consuming at this moment, does it align with the things that the Lord puts in the scripture? In Psalm 150, the Bible tells us to praise him. And this is not just because God is selfish and wants to take all the praise. Worshiping is actually good for us. It makes us feel better. And Exactly. And when we're watching movies and we're listening to songs and things that don't glorify God, it's actually harmful to ourselves because we begin to think in those ways. John Piper, the founder of Desiring God, Chancellor of Bethlehem College and Seminary, author and more, says this, We get the mercy, God gets the glory. We get the joy, God gets the praise. We get the hope, God gets the honor. Such a deal. This is the best of all possible worlds, that God would set up the universe in such a way that his praise and his glory and his honor would be a function of my joy and my hope. Amazing. That's a really, really neat quote. The first kind of standard I like to think of when looking for good entertainment is what messages does it have in it? The messages, themes, and values in your entertainment ought to align with the ones we find in scripture. Absolutely, which is why it's so important to read your Bibles and to know what scripture says because it will allow you to more effectively discern the things you are consuming. Right, and we know that the Bible says test everything, hold fast to what is good, but we won't know what to test things by if we don't have God's word in our heart. The second guideline I like to think of is the actual cleanliness of the content. This doesn't mean you have to be entirely legalistic in everything you watch. It's okay for some of the things you watch to contain things that aren't perfect, but this means you need to be on your guard, keeping your filter up, and being in God's word. Romans 8, 6 through 8 says... For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. And those are some pretty crazy words if you think about it. And so one of the reasons we want to make sure the entertainment we put into ourselves is clean is so that our mind can be set on the spirit and not on the flesh. 
Filling your mind with fleshy content makes it difficult to set your mind on the spirit. Another thing I like to think of is good entertainment has depth. Good entertainment teaches good lessons. Not moral lessons, but things like how to write well. You write stories and you create things that have the same depth of the things you filled yourself with. You You write what you know. Exactly. If all you read growing up is uh, Little Einstein books, then your writing will be like Little Einstein. In fact, something I thought was very interesting as a songwriter is when I listen to songs that aren't as, um, maybe not as lyrically sound or as musically creative, the things I produce follow suit. And so we really do create based off of what we have put inside of ourselves. I mean, if you fill a pen with black ink, it can't write in glitter. And if you're looking for a few sources on where you can find entertainment that is wholesome, uh, there's a couple places I can recommend. One of our favorites and something we've used a lot growing up is actually called Plugged In, which was... We still use it. Exactly, we still use it, which was founded by Focus on the Family, and they gave a very good in-depth a biblical explanation of different books, movies, TV, TV series, and we found it extremely, extremely helpful to discern whether or not this is a movie we should be watching. Mm-hmm. They've even started doing YouTube channels, so they have reviews for a lot of things, and it's been really helpful. Absolutely, and then although I do adore Plugged In, I would have to say my personal favorite is in fact a blog called Good Clean Reads, started by my very own sister, Kenna Rose. And with this, she has a YouTube channel where she posts YouTube videos reviewing different book series, and she also takes your recommendations. So if you want to know about a specific series, totally let her know, and she can help you um, figure that out. And so she'll have part- blog posts on these, and yeah. It's the, the recommendations. It's partly because I need new books to read, and so... <laughs> and have- so she appreciates everything <laughs> you add. But I genuinely think... Well, as unbiased as I can be, I genuinely think that she does a very good job. And so, yeah, I would definitely go check that out as well. Thank you. If the majority of your entertainment is good, godly entertainment, you will feel better. You'll tend to think of things of the spirit, less of things of the flesh. Where if it's more junk food type entertainment, you're going to have more of a focus on things of the flesh. And just like with food, you don't have to eat healthy every single day. It's okay to have junk food once in a while. But then again, there are some things you never want to eat. So entertainment is like that. Just be discerning. All right. And that about wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening. And until we meet again, let us firmly rely on the protection of divine providence. And as Andrew Peterson, an author and musician who is also a Christian, says... If you want someone to hear the truth, you should tell them the truth. But if you want someone to love the truth, you should tell them a story. Thank you so much for listening. This is Self Evident.